Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And on today's podcast of Cooking with Bruce and Mark, we are making a slab pie. Mm, I love slab pie. You know why? Because it's big, because it's a slab, because it's not a little round pie that you cut into wedges. (laughs) Instead, it's about the size of a bowling alley. And it serves two. Well, let me just say before we go into this that Bruce and I have written a book, All-Time Favorite Sheet Cakes and Slab Pies. And this book is not out yet. In fact, it won't be out until October, right? It'll be out in October, but we're going to be on QVC with this book oh, in September. We Yay. will. We'll be on QVC, but we'll talk more about that as we get close to it for the book. But this is not a recipe from the book. This is a recipe we crafted for the podcast just to celebrate these sheet cakes and slab pies. So let me say one thing before we get started. Say. We decided in our sheet cake and slab pie book that every single recipe would be made in a 13 by 18 inch sheet pan. Talk about that. Well, you know, we we had a stack of 11 by 17 sheet pans in that. Which house. is the standard American home sheet right? pan. And that's what I used for years for baking sheet things. And, you know, it's a little people use for their sheet pan chicken and all of that. Right. And then there's your 11 by 5, there's your 10 by 15, 10 by which 15. is your standard American jelly roll pan. Right. But what chefs use, I don't know if you've ever been in a professional kitchen or bakery, you see those speed racks. Those are those racks with lots and lots and lots of shelves on Open them and they're on, and they're on wheels. Yep. And those shelves are designed to fit trays that are 13 by 18. That's right. Which are known in the industry as half hotel sheet pans. That's right. And we decided- They're actually half hotel sheets in the yeah. industry because half hotel sheet pans are the deep the, the, ones that go into the chafing dishes yeah. right 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 so these are half hotel sheets but they're half hotel meaning they're half the size of a standard hotel sheet which is double this which serves stuff. four <laughs> right. so but, but these were available it, everywhere now yeah, 18 by 13s are available oxo everywhere. makes them and KitchenAid makes them and all the big makers nordic wear now makes them so if you want to make sheet cakes and slab pies with us you're going to need a 13 by 18 inch sheet pan you can't make this work in another size pan because you'll have too much batter you'll overflow um there's all kinds of problems that go on with this stuff right yeah there are um so it's best to go out and get one of these new sheet pans if you don't have that size Again, you can get them on Amazon. You get them from any place, and you'll have it. You can make any one of these recipes now, from our book. let me tell you one cheat. What? Even though I've made this whole thing about, oh, my God, you got to have the 13 by 18. Here's the cheat. You can make this and other recipes using a 10 by 15 standard lipped jelly roll pan that it's got the lip all around it plus a nine-inch a nine square. square pan. Now, you're going to probably put about two-thirds of it into the 10 by 15. That's right. And one-third of it into the 9 square. You can eyeball that unless your eyeballs are really off-kilter and uncalibrated. Um, <laughs> it should work. Mine are. Right. But that all said, you, you can do this in a 10 by 15 plus a 9-inch square. But okay. I want to so, say something else about this thing we're oh, doing. Oh, we're not doing. Let's it's do something. It's a no-bake. Oh, it is. It's doing, doing a no-bake. Look, it's spring. It's getting warm out. We're not just making a slab pie. We're making a slab cream cheese pie oh it's a no-bake cream cheese slab pie yeah and not even that it's an apricot no-bake cream uh, cheese slab pie. see there you go and so we're going to do this thing so that the oven never comes on nope that's right that it's just a slab pie that you can make without ever hotting up your house and we we're going to do a graham cracker crust and no we're not even going to bake the crust we've done it where we baked the crust for five minutes first to set it 
and we've done it without baking the crust. And there isn't a noticeable enough difference to warrant the fussiness of turning the oven on and in, baking it and letting in it cool. Recipe. In this recipe. I think recipe. in others you might crunchier and crackerier the graham crackers so we actually turn the oven on but in this one it's not so for the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to take my gelatin and soften it but let me just say before we get started this recipe lives on our website brucemark.com like i said we wrote that book but it's not out yet um no so, we got another few months yeah i mean maybe when you're listening to this podcast it's out <laughs> but it won't be out till october of 2017 and right now this recipe is completely unique Ooh completely unique and now i want it to be partially unique it's partially unique to our website <laughs> bruceandmark.com <laughs> so okay first of all go there get it first of all here's how i do it um i'm gonna put three teaspoons of unflavored powdered gelatin okay right? isn't that just one packet no it's no. not Ooh, the a chef one, doesn't even remember a one packet <laughs> is two and a quarter teaspoons so you gotta open two bag. packets so we want three teaspoons of unflavored powdered gelatin, and I'm going to sprinkle that on top of about six tablespoons of fresh orange now, juice. Now, for your cooking novices, three teaspoons is one tablespoon. Right. And is that fresh squeezed orange juice? Um, it is, and here's why. You don't want to use orange juice from concentrate because the acidic content may be down, and you actually need the acid here for the set. So just squeeze one, one and a half oranges. Is that right? That's okay. You can always eat the other one. Right. You can't. And get yourself six tablespoons of fresh orange juice and, as Bruce says, a tablespoon or three teaspoons of unflavored powdered gelatin. And the gelatin will will soften. It'll absorb the liquid of the orange juice. It'll get a little... You'll have like a little circular gummy bear in oh, in your bowl. Yum. And this will take about five minutes. So. Oh, yum. Can we just eat that? Sure. So <laughs> while, while that softens, we're going to make the crust. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is I am going to butter the 18 by 13 pan now this is this is kicker right here because um when we start to writing this book recipes like this uh you know i write the recipes in bruce develops and i said butter a night 18 by 13 inch pan not really realizing how much butter that involves i could easily use half a stick of butter doing that if i want right. to heavily butter it i might even use a whole stick but i'm just going to use a half a stick here. right so when this is not buttering you know like a pie plate where you may use a tablespoon this is a lot of acreage vast prairies of metal <laughs> and you gotta get it buttered up so it takes quite a bit of butter, don't stamp. While Bruce is doing that, I'm going to mix together the graham cracker stuff, and it's really easy. It's just mixing together four cups of graham cracker crumbs, and that's about a box. That right? is that's a about box. That's a standard yep. box. Not the family size box, the standard box. Of uh, graham crackers. Of graham crackers. You can also buy a box of graham cracker crumbs. The thing is, it's a little short of four cups. Right. So if you buy one of those, you're either going to have a thinner crust, or you have to buy more than one box and use one box. Buy more than one box, for God's and about a quarter, not about, a quarter cup of confectioner's sugar. So four cups of graham cracker crumbs, quarter cup of confectioner's sugar, and I'm going to put one and a half sticks, that's 12 tablespoons of unsalted butter that I've melted. And I'm going to mix all that together to make this crust. And the other half a stick is probably what I used for this. So this is a two-stick butter <laughs> sheet pan. Remember, these are the size of bowling alleys. These are delicious. Yeah, well, that's true. So uh, this is going to take me a minute to mix it together. So um, so now I'm taking the stand mixer, and into our stand mixer bowl, I am going to dump the cream cheese. Now, I'm using a pound and a half of regular cream cheese. Can you use that Neuchatel lower-fat cream cheese? I wouldn't. Well, you can't. Can you or can't you? 
I would You're say the you, chef. You my say it. my honest answer is you could substitute half of this for that, but no more. And do not use fat-free cream no, cheese. No, you cannot use fat-free right. cream cheese. It's full of stabilizers that will actually not make this work. So one and a half pounds of regular cream cheese. Go ahead. And I got two cups of apricot jam. Now, this is the main apricot flavoring in this cheesecake. So don't cheap out. Don't go buy, like, the store brand of apricot jam. In the five-gallon tub. <laughs> That's, like, where the first ingredient is corn syrup. Look for a nice brand where the first ingredient is apricots. Five-gallon tub. I'm still sugar. on it. I'm still mad. You know what? People love to save time. They really do. So five-gallon tubs will help you save time getting diabetes. It, it saves time. So... Okay, two cups of apricot so we are, And I'm using really good apricot jam here. Now, I'm not using my homemade apricot jam because I might get divorced if I did that. No. Then into that, we're putting one and a half cups of regular or reduced fat sour cream. But again, again, the reduced fat's okay. Fat-free is not okay. Okay. And we are putting one more cup of confectioner's sugar. I said more because Mark put some in the crust. And we're putting a tablespoon of vanilla. And I am going to beat this in this mixer until it's smooth. And as I do that, Mark's going to be pressing right, his gotta crust use, into gotta the pan. You've got to use the whisk attachment, not the paddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this is better in a stand mixer than I have with a hand mixer. But you can do it in a hand mixer if the cream cheese is super room temperature. Guess what? If you've got big enough muscles, you could even do it with a whisk. I, nobody does it with a whisk. <laughs> okay, so I'm pouring this mixture while well, he's got the, the, the mixer running over there. I'm pouring my mixture, my graham cracker mixture, into the sheet pan. And now, the, honestly, this is a rustic operation. You just, my, I, well, here's how I've done this and how I think you should do it is you, you pour it across the pan. Don't pour it all in the middle the crumbs, of the, the pan. Crumbs, right. Yeah. Pour this mixture across the pan and then start to press it out. If you kind of spread it evenly off from the bowl into the pan, it's easier to make into a crust than if you dump it into the middle. That works with thing. a lot of things. Well, I know, but I speak from experience. I've tried to do this from the middle, and it's absurd. So you you, you, you pour this pan all over, uh, the, pour the mixture all over the pan, and then press up. And you even go up the sides a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you need, you need a lip on the sides. Um, less as important in this one than when you do baked cheesecakes, because the gelatin mixture will set, and you're almost going to have this apricot cream cheese mousse, which will cut. But you do want it coming up the sides a little bit. And Mark is doing a beautiful job. You have to get your hands dirty doing this. So don't be afraid of dirty hands. I and mean, if you want to put on surgical gloves, you can put on oh, surgical gloves. Oh, gross. That's like some fetish thing. That's <laughs> disgusting. No, you just use your hands. But you use, you know, I write this all the time in recipes. And you use your clean and dry hands. And, um, mm. yeah, you, know, you wash your hands before you do this. But I, you know, and I clean used to under your a, fingernails. I used to be such a grammar snot that I insisted on cleaned and dried hands, not clean and dry. But you also insist that it is skimmed milk it and is skimmed. roasted chicken. It is what has happened to the milk. It has been skimmed. It has been defatted. What <laughs> so it's skimmed milk. Skimmed. What has happened to the tea, it has been iced. So anyway, oh, cleaned Lord. and dried hands. But now, no copy editor will let me do that. So, okay, clean dry hands. So, okay, so I've done all this. And look, in all this time we've been blathering, my gelatin has now absorbed into my orange juice, basically. It has. And so we have to get that into this cheese mixture, which is beautifully smooth and luscious now. But I can't put it in just the way it is. Because it's because a gummy it's bear. Because it's a gummy bear and it needs to melt. Now, if I was making a custard or I was making ice cream or something that used gelatin, this 
creamy mixture would be hot and the gelatin would melt in it, but this is cold. So I'm gonna put this little bowl of jello tin, this gelatin and orange juice in the microwave and I'm setting it for 10 seconds on high. Okay. And during these 10 seconds, you gotta watch it. Watch it through the window because it'll start to melt and it'll boil it up because sometimes it goes faster than 10 seconds and you don't want it to boil up and make a mess. But now with the mixer still running, I'm gonna pour this hot gelatin mixture. So in it goes and this is blending it in with the mixture. That's it, we're done. I'm gonna turn the mixer off and now I'm gonna let Mark have the fun, which is my favorite part, of pouring oh. this mixture into the oh, crust he lovingly I, I, put into I, the 18 I'm by 13. I'm not good at this task. Okay, here we go. So I'm pouring it, again, don't pour it in a blob in the middle. <laughs> this is an acreage and acreage of pie. So you gotta kind of go all over this pan, pouring gently, because the crust, remember, isn't baked, so right. it's movable. And once this a filling- A movable crust. Didn't Ernest Hemingway write that? A movable crust? And once the filling sets, the crust will be fine. I mean, the crust will stick to it it'll be, it'll right. be terrific right. so and we're using an offset spatula now to spread it evenly to the edges we've talked about offset spatulas before it basically it's like a a, a, a mason's trowel only long and thin okay and here's what we're going to do it's now all in here and it's all spread out and this is the key point this has to be refrigerated for at least eight hours but preferably overnight yep. in order for it to set up which means that before you began this recipe you needed to check in your refrigerator <laughs> that you could fit an 18 by 24 sheet pan which means most likely you have to clean out a shelf and means that if you have a small apartment side by side refrigerator you're going to wish you didn't have a small apartment side-by-side -side refrigerator unless you're in an apartment with a fire escape and it is winter and it's not freezing which it but is it, not if it's like 40 degrees out hello australia if it's 40 degrees out hello, and you have a fireplace <laughs> you could put it out there but you know that the cockroaches and the mice and the rats and maybe a few homeless people are going to eat it hello chile it is not <laughs> winter in this hemisphere but we're not done because when it comes out we're going to come back and we're going to whip some cream and put it on and then taste this thing hi welcome to tomorrow or yesterday i don't know so i think we've been through a time warp because this thing is done and i'm not in the same clothes i was when i recorded the first half of this yeah you're naked now oh excellent no he's not never cook naked no well oh that's a problem <laughs> especially never fry naked oh um, oh. So anyway, here it is. I, Manscaping, very important. It's the, stop. It's this giant, giant sheet cake. And we whipped cream. Yes, you could buy the can. Oh. But I hate the Well, you can. might, if you're doing that, you might as well buy Cool Whip. Oh, man. Mother, are you listening? <laughs> so um, you, you, we whipped cream. And what I've done is also I've cut up a million, not a million, a package of dried apricots. And I, Did I, you use the Mediterranean ones or the California uh, well, ones? I don't know. What did I use? Uh, those are dark orange, which tells me they are the California kind. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, the Mediterranean apricots are the whole ones, the ones that kind of like uh, don't have the cut center. The pit part is not exposed. They're smaller. They're light orange. They're what's mostly available, and they have a very bland taste, in my opinion. The California ones, you get the half an apricot. They're dark orange. They're tart. They're intense, and I always prefer those, and that's what you use. Right, and in order to cut, I've cut these up in a little bit so that I can sprinkle them all over the whipped cream on top of the pie. 
Um, and I use kitchen shears because it's way easier than a paring knife. Best tool in the kitchen. So I just snipped little apricots into little thin slices. And now I've scattered them all over the whipped cream. So we've done all of that. And it's all here. Ready and to I'm taste. digging in. I'm sticking my fork um, and I'm digging sure, into this. And it's, mm. um, <laughs> and that's because, you, that's because I use good apricot jam. Mind you, let me just say that we didn't cut slices. We just dug into the piano. <laughs> Mind you, um, just like we do on any Saturday night, it's <laughs> it's really intensely flavored. It's sour. It's creamy. It's not super apricot because there's there. It, it still has this cheesecake quality. We didn't yep. want to make an apricot pie. No. We wanted to make a, an apricot, apricot cheese pie, pie. Mm. or an apricot cream cheese pie. Um, Slab pie. Let's for you playing that. along at home, if you're going to make this this summer, and I can't recommend this enough for your picnics, your family reunions, whatever you need to do to feed 500 people. Okay, no, this will feed 24 people. By 13 This will pot. feed 24. Well, maybe. <laughs> might feed two. Um, <laughs> if, if you're making pie for crowds this summer like this, and I hope you will, all I can say is this thing makes a fabulous dessert you got to keep it cold so yep. it's probably not best for a car trip because of the whipped cream and the cream cheese and all that stuff and you probably don't have a cooler that fits in 18 by 13 inch well if the car trip is just a mile baking. down the road well, to a friend's pig roast okay, bring in it. texas we don't call that a car trip <laughs> i meant a car trip like six hours so we call probably that not, i don't know hell <laughs> I, it's probably not uh for that but it is it's just a fabulous thing for the summer and get into sheet cakes and slab pies because they feed crowds and you can get a crowd in your life over right and yeah you can and best. we're going to be giving you a whole bunch of these unique recipes that partially do, unique I that believe we said. do not exist in our book to get you excited about it so when the book comes out you'll want even more so we will come back every week and some of those weeks we will have some more sheet cakes and slab pies here on cooking with bruce and mark